Hey everyone, it's Taylor from the New York Gun Guys podcast here. Today we're going to talk about the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin Supreme Court case, and why does the left push gun control as a party platform? But before we do that, be sure to check out our other episodes and give us a follow on our Facebook and Instagram page at NY Gun Guys. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is Taylor. All right, guys. Today's going to be an interesting one. Um, like I said in the intro, we're going to be talking about the Supreme Court case that's supposed to drop literally any day now. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. As of the recording of this podcast, it has not dropped yet, but it's expected to be soon, hopefully. And then um, just a, a second part of the episode is going to be you know, my thoughts on why... Why does the Democrats and the left have gun control as their part of their party platform? It seems that you can make a broad generalization that Democrats and the left will always be in favor of some measure of gun control. And why is that? That's just something I was thinking about and figured I want to talk about on here. Uh, first, though, I'm going to announce the winner here of the crossbreed holster concealed carry rig package. Who uh, The winner was already contacted and accepted the prize, and he said I could announce it publicly so it was a instagram winner by his instagram at uh handle is k.max.well so gentleman k.max.well contacted him said he was the winner of the uh concealed carry rig package he was really excited about it and uh yeah congratulations so i sent off that information for him to to redeem it and hopefully when he does so he'll share what he bought and uh hopefully he'll get some good use out of it so I'd also like to give another thank you to Crossbreed Holsters for promoting this um, this giveaway and also helping us out with that. Uh, it was really nice of them just to send it. No questions asked. We don't get any money from it, and they give away a holster. So that's pretty rad. I like that. All right. So in case you've been living under a rock for the past, uh, since November, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, docket number 20-843, the oral arguments were November 3rd, 2021, and uh, the issue on it is whether the state of New York's denial of petitioners' applications for concealed carry licenses for self-defense violated the Second Amendment. This all gets traced back to a law that was enacted in New York City called the Sullivan Act. And basically what it did is it set up what we know today as the May issue permitting process for people to become licensed to possess and carry firearms, especially in New York City, where it took place. Um, it all started when a guy tried to assassinate a mayor or somebody, some high-ranking political official, and they said, oh, enough's enough, and yada, yada, and you know how the rest goes. Um, unfortunately, it had, in my opinion, a negative effect because what it did was it created a discretionary licensing system for a fundamental constitutional right, such as keeping and bearing arms. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Well, when you have to apply for it, you have to show need, and you have to pay a lot of money, and you have to go through this process, I think that's an infringement on a right. Now, should there be some sort of, uh, let's just say, looking into on maybe who possesses a firearm? Yeah, you have a background check. Make sure they're not a criminal or that there's somebody that's not you know, prohibited. I mean, even in 1911, when the law was written, I'm sure there was, you know, some measure to see if the person's, you know, wasn't a nut, but obviously that's changed. But this law now 
is has been around for over 100 years, and this is something that the left constantly says. With the law that's been on the books for 100 years is soon to be overturned. It's like, listen, laws can get overturned. Just because you write a law doesn't mean that it was a good law, nor should it be kept indefinitely. Like, for example, the keeping of enslaved persons in this country. The 14th Amendment fixed that. People probably argued, we've had this since the founding of our country, and... But, <laughs> It's ridiculous. The premise of that saying a law has been around for 100 years, is so we should keep it, doesn't make it a good law. It just means that nobody's challenged it yet and that nobody has had the gall, the time, the money, the balls to challenge it yet. So the two people that um, challenged it were from, I believe, upstate New York. And basically their whole premise is that may issue states that believe there is eight states in the country that have may issue states where you have to where they where they may issue you a concealed carry license you have to prove that you have a need for it a more a more than a need than any other normal person but in my opinion that creates a, a classes system where you have a, a rich person who lives in New York City who might be a celebrity or or something, and they say, well, I need it because I'm this person, or I'm so-and-so, and then they're like, well, of course, but then the mom that works two jobs, who lives up in the Bronx, who gets off a bus late at night, and gets paid in predominantly cash, what, she doesn't have a need for it? Meanwhile, everyone around, everyone else around her is running around with illegal guns. To me, it just, it creates a discretionary system when it should be a fundamental right that's for everyone, regardless of income, where you live, and who you are. That's just my opinion. So states with may issue concealed carry laws are California, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Massachusetts, Delaware, Connecticut, and D.C. So there's eight of them, right? So that means every other state <laughs> in the country is a shall issue, meaning that if you are a person who's law-abiding and who does not and doesn't have any you know, criminal record, no felonies, no nothing, and you and you can possess a firearm, you can carry it. I mean, that's that's to me common sense, right? But again, these politicians, these elite people say that it's going to be the Wild West. A few weeks ago, there was the uh, Democratic primary debate for New York governor, and of course, Kathy Hochul was there. And there was since another one, another debate um, after this, but this one really stuck out to me. The first question that was asked was on gun laws, and specifically the New York State uh, Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin case. So the moderator asked this ridiculous question and just blatantly lies about what the court case is about. So here, take a listen tonight, Mr. Williams. In light of all the mass shootings and with the Supreme Court poised to overturn all or part of New York's century-old law prohibiting people from carrying guns without a permit, what steps are you prepared to take to prevent our city and state from becoming the wild, wild west? What the fuck is this guy talking about? The law wouldn't overturn anything. It wouldn't automatically just give everyone a license or a freedom to carry a gun as they wish it wouldn't overturn anything what it would do it would turn it from a may issue to a shall issue hopefully and that anyone who has a permit in the state of new york to have and possess 
and carry a firearm can do so concealed in public. See, the thing that these people don't know is the process to get a handgun permit in New York is ridiculous. Certain jurisdictions, certain counties, you have to get a judge to sign off, and others, it's licensing officers with the police department. It could be two years' wait, hundreds of dollars, multiple trips down to the police station, character references, background checks, everything. So the people that have these permits aren't the people that are going to turn it into the Wild West. It's already the Wild West in, in some parts of New York. But again, these people lump law-abiding permit holders in with criminals. And this is on CBS. This dude, this moderator, Maurice Dubois, on CBS is literally lying and giving misinformation to people that are potentially going to vote for the next governor Democrat on the Democratic side. It is disingenuous, it is ridiculous, and this person should be ashamed of themselves for not even researching and looking into what this law, what the Supreme Court case is actually about. So there's a couple of other people, but this is uh, Governor Kathy Hochul's uh, response to that question. Hochul. We are prepared to address the situation where we anticipate the Supreme Court to overturn a law that's been on the books in the state of New York for nearly 100 years. Literally this afternoon, I convened my policy team as well as working with every town which, and other advocates to come up with the different scenarios. I will tell you within hours of that Supreme Court decision, we will have a response. I've already spoken to the leaders of the Assembly and the Senate about the possibility of even bringing them back for an extraordinary session in order to address this. We cannot have a situation where people can literally carry a gun into subways, into grocery stores with, with reckless abandon. And I pray the Supreme Court doesn't do that, but we're ready here in New York to take action to protect the people of the state. That is our number one responsibility, so we're ready. And the press conference yesterday, yes, we got so much done that had been hampered and, and unfulfilled for a decade, and I'm really proud we were able to get that over the finish line, again, to protect New Yorkers, whether it's from gun violence in grocery stores or on the streets of Brooklyn or the Bronx or Harlem. Mrs. Reckless abandon. She really thinks that people who, are, who go through the licensing process to possess and carry a handgun will we'll do so with reckless abandon? Is she so daft to think that? I'm going to call, I, I've had meetings with every town and advocacy, advocacy group. Well, have you had meetings with, let's just say, a gun rights group, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association? Why is it that these Democratic lawmakers and politicians always jump at the heels of these gun, ad, uh, gun control advocacy groups? Why is that? Why don't they come to us? Why don't they talk to us? Why don't they try to learn about these laws that they fucking ram through and pass without regard for anybody's constitutional rights or common sense? This is my main problem with these people. They they call us, they, they, they vilify us, gun owners. They make laws that infringe on our constitutional rights and make people into criminals if they don't comply with something, let's just say, they legally had before this law was passed or these, these, these set of gun control bills that were passed. And then they say they're going to pass more gun control. They're going to call a special session of the, the Senate or Congress, whatever, the New York State Senate, to convene about this. How about you fucking don't? It's the Supreme Court of the United States of America, and you think now you're going to get your special team together and sit down and, and try to think of ways to fuck over gun owners more in this state? I, man, 
this woman, this this governor, needs to be removed from office. She really does. She needs to be voted out in an embarrassing manner. Everybody who's listening to this podcast, I pray and I hope that you go and vote her out. You vote against her. And you know what? We might lose. There's a good chance because in New York, we are outnumbered. But at the same time, if enough of us do it and enough of us show that our vote matters in this state, maybe we can do it. (sighs) She just can't get it in her head that people have a right to keep and bear arms, especially in New York. No matter where you live, whether you live in Midtown Manhattan or Rochester or in Long Island. And that's the thing. These politicians, they want power. They want control. They want to dictate when and where you can exercise your constitutional rights, unless it kind of jives with them, unless you wave a multicolored flag and walk around and say everything that they want to hear. Yeah. Okay. This gets into my next topic here because the, the, the Supreme Court case is, is pending. It should be coming out any day now. But this, is, this kind of sets up for one of my the, the next topic I wanted to talk about on the show here is why is gun control, or as they would call it, gun safety laws, <laughs> a major policy platform of the Democrats and the left? Why is that? Sure, you have Democrats that are like pro-gun, like Senator Manchin out of West Virginia, but he's a minority in that in that thought process. He's a minority in that. And we are on the right, and as Republicans, conservatives, libertarians, whatever, we look to him to be the holdout on the Democratic side and have some common sense in the matter. But I constantly think about this, and I say, why is it that Democrats like gun control? Why is it that if you're driving down the road and you see somebody with a field of burn sticker, you know that they don't want guns or they want to take your guns or they might think you're an insane person the left on this country the democrats we always have to concede to them whenever gun control laws are passed we always have to concede to them we always have to give a little bit give a little bit give a little bit what but what do they give to us 1934 the national firearms act 1968 gun control act 1986 firearms owners protection act 1994, assault weapons ban. 2012, the SAFE Act. And then now all this horse shit going on in New York. What have we gotten back? We've lost the rights that we used to have, but haven't got any back in return. If in New York they said, hey, you know what? We think that people 18 to 21 shouldn't be able to own a, a, buy a, a firearm, right? But after 21, if you get this permit the provisions of the SAFE Act won't apply. I think a lot of people would go for that. I don't know if I would necessarily. I'd have to really think about it. I think a lot of people would go for that. If you're not the people that they should be worrying about, then then all these gun control laws really shouldn't matter to you. You shouldn't be subject to these assault weapons bans, these ridiculous laws, if you're a licensed and legal person, as they claim they want people to be, as they want claim they want registration, they want all this. But again, we have to give in even though they're giving us a little something. So we're always conceding on the right. Why? Why are we doing this? It, 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 I know it's not an easy answer here. And I know that we don't really have 
much of a leg to stand on a lot of times other than the Constitution, which should be the ultimate leg to stand on, I think. So, Democrats.org, who we are, where we stand, take action, vote, yada, yada. They have a thing, preventing gun violence. With 33,000 Americans dying every year, Democrats believe that we must finally take sensible action to address gun violence, the Democratic Party platform. This is also the party in places like California that wants to make safe spaces for people to shoot intravenous drugs. They want to legalize certain drugs that are very harmful to society. They want to give people these, oh, it's okay, we know you're, you're, you know, you're, you're a heroin user. Drugs kill more people in this country every year than guns did. Personally, in my family, I've lost two people to it, and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous they think that way. So they continue on to say, In a country as great as ours, no child should be afraid to go to school or walk around their neighborhood. No spouse should be afraid to come home at night. No American should be afraid to go to work or their place of worship. And no human being should be afraid to go to a shopping mall or a baseball field, nightclub, or movie theater, or college campus. You're right. Nobody should be able to. Nobody should be afraid to. It is America. I will give them that. You should not be afraid to. But at the same time, look at the policies that enable these criminals to keep preying on the public. Like in New York, for example, are ridiculous bail reform laws. I've I've, highlighted stories in the past in the podcast. People shooting at one another with illegal, underage people shooting at one another with illegal firearms released from uh, jail without bail. Obviously, they have to go back and appear for the court appearance, but do you think those same people are suddenly going to follow the law till their court appearance? No. These people that use guns criminally in the majority of crimes. Now, look, mass shootings like the one that happened in Texas and Buffalo are statistically rare compared to the overall level of of gun crime in the U.S. They're horrible. They're the, they're the worst kind of gun crime you could ever imagine. Somebody going into a school and murdering people and innocent children or somebody going to a supermarket and shooting innocent people. Yeah, but also every weekend in places like Chicago and New York, there's gun violence. There's people shooting at each other all the time. I just think that they're just really disingenuous in the way they present this. Like, for example, over Father's Day weekend, uh, New York Times headline, Harlem shooting kills one and wounds eight amid violent weekend across the country. So the, the person that was killed, uh, a guy by the, a young man by the name of Darius Lee, 21-year-old basketball standout at Houston Baptist University, from all accounts, this person was a great guy promising athlete, well-liked. I think his name is schools, like person of the year or something like that. And he was at a at a barbecue up in Harlem, a cookout, Father's Day thing, whatever. And two groups of people, allegedly from what I heard, just started shooting at one another over disagreements, whatever. And of course, the gun that was left at the scene was an illegal handgun. It looked like a 32 or a 25 or something like that. But again... These are the policies that are put in place in cities like New York that are democratically controlled. So, should people be afraid to go to a cookout in Harlem? Probably. But the laws don't stop people, obviously, from committing these acts. 
So the way the Democrats frame it is that the Republicans and the gun lobby and the NRA and the gun manufacturers are to blame for these events, when really it's not. It's failures of criminal justice. It's failures of socioeconomic policies. It's failures of politicians, not the gun and not people who are legally owning guns that don't shoot everybody, who don't who don't go into neighborhoods and shoot up people. They again they they then go on to say we must stop pretending that we are powerless to prevent gun violence. That's why for decades the Democratic Party has put forth policies that would help prevent the carnage that has become all too common in schools and communities across the country. Let me ask a question. A city like Chicago, let's just say, that's pretty democratically controlled, right? They have registration, licensing, gun bans, whatever, background checks. How is that working for them? It's not the guns. It's the people, and it's the the situations that they live in. Colin Noir said it best. Uh, Colin Noir, he is a lawyer, firearms advocate. He has a YouTube channel for a while. He was with the NRA, and then he left there. He says it best. It's a socioeconomic problem. Like, why is it that in these poor urban inner cities, you have, like, the most gun violence? Meanwhile, in other places that, let's just say, are cities but are not as underfunded, poor, whatever, you don't have this gun violence. I mean, it... It's a socioeconomic problem. It's it's a lack of morality. It's a cultural problem. There's a lot of things that go into it. Then the Democrats go on to say, Democrats believe that we can reduce gun violence while respecting the rights of responsible gun owners. We believe that we should expand and strengthen background checks for those who want to purchase a firearm because it shouldn't be easier to get a gun than a driver's license. Actually, I disagree with that. Driving in this country is a privilege, and you don't need a driver's license to drive a car on your own property. You don't need a driver's license to to do most things. So when they say it shouldn't be easier to get a gun than a driver's license, I disagree because a gun is a constitutional right that's afforded to all Americans. A blind person isn't going to have a driver's license, but they can have a gun. Because <laughs> that's a constitutional right. They also go on to say, we believe we should ensure that guns don't fall into the hands of terrorists, whether they be domestic or foreign. Domestic abusers or other violent criminals or those who have shown signs of danger towards themselves or others. And we believe we should treat gun violence as the deadly public health crisis it is. Just because you label something a public health crisis doesn't mean that it changes what it actually is. It's not a public health crisis. Like I said, it's, it's more of a cultural socioeconomic problem than it is a public health crisis. Obesity is a public health crisis in this country. Diabetes is a public health crisis in this country. Those are public health crises, things that actually affect Americans and that we could induce change on to better our lives. Everyone could eat less junk food. Everyone could not snack late at night. Everyone could make better choices. But again, this is America, and nobody's telling you you have to do it. Democrats stand with the students, families, and organizers who are fighting to enact these common-sense policies to keep our communities safe once and for all. There's nothing common sense. You're chipping away at people's constitutional rights here. We are giving up rights little by little by little. They want this. Safe Act, perfect example, 2012. This was supposed to be the thing that was going to stop all mass shootings and keep New York safe, toughest gun laws in the country, yada, yada, yada. Yet, look what happened in Buffalo. And, mind you, it was for a shooting that happened in Connecticut. It didn't even happen in New York. And Connecticut had gun control laws as well. But that psycho fucking kid killed his mother and stole his gun, stole her guns. 
how, how do you fucking legislate that, man? How do you? But again, getting back to the core point of my, my, my thought here is why is it on the left that they want to ban guns? Why is it on the left that they feel that they need that they need gun control? I, I have a I have a thought, and it's not a, it's not a profound one or anything, and probably everybody kind of thinks this, but basically Democrats want people to be dependent upon government. They want people to accept government as their kind of savior in a way. They want people to have full faith and trust in government. Meanwhile. We should not have full faith and trust in government. We should be skeptical of government. We should keep government in check. That is why we have the system we have in this country, a system of checks and balances, elected representatives, fair elections, because we do not trust the governmental process. So there's everybody watching everybody in government, and that's supposed to keep people in check. So these Democrats want control. They want people to feel that they can give up and submit to the government in exchange for security and safety. Well, riddle me this. (laughs) During Katrina, when we had one of the worst natural disasters, police were going around saying, we're going to confiscate all the guns. We're going to do this. It took them like days to get water to the Superdome down there. Meanwhile, people were were trying to survive, and I and you know some of it, yeah, there was looting and stuff like that, but a lot of it was just survival. I'm not gonna throw everyone into the same basket. You know, a lot of it was like stealing from grocery stores to survive and food and whatever. I get that, like it's a national emergency, like okay. But again, government people view as the the end all be all on the left to protect us. Oh, government will keep us safe. Why do you need guns? The police will come. That's why we have the police. Well, as seen in Uvalde, Texas, the police didn't go in. And listen, that is a very small subsect of the police department and policing in this country. I'm not going to say that all police are like this, and there was there's an investigation now going into it, and there's a lot of confusion and everything, but I'm just going to say this. Police officers did not go into that school, and that is a fact. They allowed the carnage to happen for so long, and that is a fact. And I'm not saying give teacher guns, and I'm not saying give the students guns or anything. That's a ridiculous thing, but... It just shows how ultimately in life you are responsible for your safety. You are responsible for keeping your family safe. You are responsible for keeping your community safe. And I'm not talking about go out there and be a vigilante, but you have to have these discussions with people. You have to talk to your neighbors. You have to get to know them. You have to have a plan. I'm not saying start a militia in your neighborhood, but talk to your neighbors. You'd be surprised who out there might be of similar ilk to you. An unassuming house. You know, my house, I had a discussion with a neighbor recently. Great guy, I just met him. I mean, we've been living next to each other, near one another for years. Who's out walking his dog? He's like, I didn't know anybody lived here. I'm like, yeah, I keep a low profile. But he was of similar ilk than I, and he's a good person. And we were talking about the neighborhood and everything else. And, you know, it's, um, it's just one of those things. So... You have to know that you can only be dependent upon yourself. And that is a platform of, let's just say, the right or the conservative or the libertarian, where we don't really trust government. We are a little more self-independent, self-relying, and we don't 
submit to the government for protection or security for the most part. Obviously, we have the military and they, you know, do what they got to do and whatever. And there's there's the unsung heroes like my friend who was the FBI agent that I had on who, you know, <laughs> takes down bad guys and does the dirty work that no that we don't do, you know. Another one of my friends is another federal agent and he deals with people that beat women and traffic them across state lines. I mean, it's ridiculous what what people do in this country and thankfully we have people who could stop it. But again, those are the things that government is for. But you personally, you got to rely on yourself a lot more. And that is why fundamentally I think that the Democrats want gun control, that they want restrictions on people's rights to keep and bear arms because they do not want you to tell them, hey, we don't want you in power anymore. We are here for ourselves. We are independent. You are government. You work for us, not the other way around. And that is ultimately why I think, and it's not a profound thought. I'm not coming up with anything new here. But again, these are the questions that I think about as I'm driving to work, as I'm talking with people, as I'm listening to other uh, news and commentators and everything. Democrats want submission. More independent, conservative, right, Republicans, libertarian want independence. And you give somebody a gun, who should have it, let's just say, it's a very independent and powerful thing. I'm not saying that that person is then should, should go out and use it in a manner that would be illegal, but it is a very powerful thing. You, 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 you talk to women who have been sexually abused or raped, and they say that they get power back after having a firearm and learning how to use it so that they'll never be a victim again. Of course, though, the Democrats don't want a woman to be able to conceal carry a firearm in a place like New York City, especially on a subway late at night. That's what Governor Hochul said. It'll turn into Wild West. They don't want people concealed carrying firearms. And like I said in the earlier part of this podcast, what about the mom who works two jobs, gets off late, has to take public transit, gets paid in cash? Anything can happen. In this fucking world, anything can happen. And this is why I, I really feel so strongly about this. The right people who have legal firearms that go through the licensing process in this state to acquire them are not the problem. In fact, in my opinion at least, and I'm sure the majority of yours, it's a good thing that people carry firearms. It doesn't bother me. It might bother somebody from Williamsburg who sips their organic kombucha, but not me. <laughs> it's just the way the world is going, man. I, I really think that it's more of a power grab and it's more of just to submit to us or we're going to fuck you every way we can. And that's what these laws are going for. I could go on and on about this, but I think you all get the point. <laughs> oh, man. It, it just gets me really, really kind of riled up here. So I think at this point, you kind of get the, the idea of what I'm talking about here. Left versus right, you know, gun control, freedom, rights, constitution. But like I said, go talk to your neighbors. Go talk to people. Find people who are of similar ilk to you. And even if they're not similar ilk, talk to them. Find out what they're really about. Maybe your opinion will be changed. Maybe their opinion will be changed. I've talked to people over my life, and I've told them my opinion on things, and over time, they've 
became gun owners. They might not be as, let's just say, far on the right as I am, but they became gun owners and they realized the importance of it. And especially a lot of like a lot of marginalized groups tend to drift towards the left, like immigrants, people of color, people of the gay community, whatever. But yet they're often the people that need guns the most. So they're voting for people who don't serve in their best interest for self-protection. People that are subject to hate crimes and everything. I'm sure if there's a group of people walking down the street and they're subject to a hate crime and they all pulled out a firearm in self-defense, that wouldn't be a hate crime. That would be self-defense. You know what I mean? But anyway, this is going to be a short one today. Um, We're waiting on the Supreme Court case to drop. It might drop today as I record this. It might. (laughs) So if it does, man, I'm going to share the hell out of it on Facebook and We're probably going to talk about it. But like I said, get out there, talk to people, share your opinion, get others' opinions, learn your neighbors' names, be involved. Vote Governor Hochul out of office. We must do everything we can. And I don't want to hear, oh, I don't vote. It's not going to do anything. Bullshit. You vote. That's a power, man. Other countries in the world, they don't vote. Or the election's already decided. Do you think in North Korea, nobody votes for somebody else other than Kim Jong-un? And do you think if they did, that they would be able to go home to their families at night? Think about that for a minute, man. But anyway, check out our other episodes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. We're also on Facebook Podcasts. They stream when we have a new episode released. Also check out our Instagram and Facebook page. Um... I share news articles and stuff to the Facebook page and engage in discussions with people on there. Um, and if there's anything you want to share to us, send it in a message, post it to the Facebook page. You know, I, I like talking with listeners. Um, actually, one listener the other day sent me a message about, um, just a little side note here that I remember, he sent me a, a message about he was trying to buy a firearm and it was denied, but he already owned firearms. But that happens sometimes. Like if you have a similar name to somebody or a family member that has a criminal history, but you don't, um, you know, he asked me, he's like, hey, can I ask you something? I said, yeah. And he's he explained the sitch. And he's like, you know, what do I do? And basically I, I sent him a link. Again, this is not legal advice or anything. I told him that, but I'm like, here, this is a link. You contact the FBI. They open an investigation. And if they find that it was a mistake or whatever, they give you a personal identification number that you put on your background check form along with social security number. And that basically tells him, Hey, we've checked you out. This is the number. This correlates with this file here. And you should be good to go. He's like, Oh man, thanks. I couldn't find any information on it. This is so like, again, I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know everything in the world, but like, you know, if I know something or if I could help research something, you know, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> but anyway, thanks everyone. Um, spread the good word. And as always stay safe. Stay safe.